What's up, everyone? Week one of college football has arrived, even though technically, you know, it depends on how you look at it, week two or week zero, whatever. The real deal is kicking off, and uh, I got Super Dave, as he calls himself, and JS, the Meister, JT, and Dave. How are you guys doing this evening? I'm doing all right. I'm great. I'm happy about that. Yeah, game time. Yes, if you guys don't realize, it's where we preview in the two-lane Oklahoma game. Of course, that game was moved from New Orleans to Norman due to uh, Hurricane Ida that took place earlier in the week and over, well, over last week, I guess, technically, but uh, early in the week. So, gentlemen, uh, a lot to get to before you preview the Oklahoma two-lane and go on to other games as well. The Big 12 has some news that uh, they're going to be accepting or at least getting the invites out. The application process started. We could see a thing approved uh, no later than sept- or as early as September 10th. But what's your guys' thoughts on Central Florida, Cincinnati, BYU, and uh, Houston being potentially the four new members of the Big 12? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's I, it's not going to save the Big 12. Well, no. Like, I just. I just don't know what the difference is between that and the AAC. I just don't like you're taking the best from, are they, are they AAC or conference USA? No, you're right. They're AAC. Yeah. So I just don't, they're just kind of avoiding, I think what's obvious, like what's going to be the future. I really do. I think that I don't, I don't know what they're planning to do. I mean, maybe the TV market helped them stay afloat a little bit longer just because, you know, without Texas, they're losing Houston market. And then obviously now they're tapping into Florida with UCS. So I just, I don't know. I just don't see it being a long-term solution. I, you know, and here we go again. It would have been nice it had if this would have taken place a few years back. Um, do I think Oklahoma probably would have left still? Yeah. But, um. I don't, I, I'm with you, JT. Of course, Dave will get your input as well on this. I just don't know if, for example, Oklahoma State. I understand Oklahoma State's not really being highly recruited, so to speak, from the other Power Four conferences. But um, let's just say if it doesn't, I don't know if this is, is a good enough attraction for OSU if they get that invite to, let's say, the Pac-12 eventually wants to eventually quote-unquote expand i don't know if that's enough to keep osu even in the big 12. yeah Yeah. i don't think so either yeah i don't know i don't know if the pac-12 is gonna i think eventually everything's trending towards 16. i mean they're gonna i I mean how long do you block off a 12-team playoff Mm -hmm. i mean i really don't you know i think the benefit for oklahoma going to the sec is that playoff system i think that's the biggest benefit not only the money but I, I mean, what, are you going to have three teams from the SEC get to the playoff net every year at three out of the four? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And so, you, you know, do you give other teams a shot or do you just keep getting the same thing? Because that's what it's going to turn into. And there's just no way about it. And I think they're just kind of crying a little bit about it. Like, I, and that West Virginia AD, like, like, like you might be one AD, but I, I, if they want 16 or, or whatever, if they want 12, like, they're going to get 12 if that's what they want. So I just I, I don't see a benefit for Oklahoma outside of the money if they don't expand the playoffs even to eight. Um, I think would be very healthy even if it's not twelve. But I just hope that it doesn't get in the way of um, them stopping that expansion because I think it's important whether it's eight or twelve. 
Dave, what's your thoughts on the on the four um, on the four Big Twelve potential teams: BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and Central Florida? Um, to me, I, I, I'm with JT. To me, it's not really a sexy selection. I mean, yeah, you still get that Texas Houston market, but it's, it's Houston. It's not the whole state. Um, your thoughts on potential the four coming into the Big Twelve whenever? They decide, I guess, 2025, I'm guessing. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think it's uh, one of those things where um, they got, not in addition to Texas and Houston and in Florida, you'll have the Ohio market with Cincinnati to compete with Ohio State market. And then you'll, of course, expand to the Utah market. I mean, you'll get to, you'll get to see some good programs. I mean, you know, look what Iowa State did last year. You know, Matt Campbell's turned that team around from the bottom of the cell to a contender. And you get to see some pretty decent programs. The only thing is, though, does this keep them as a power five? I don't think so. I think they'll still be, you know, like we talked about weeks ago, you know, they'll have the power four, and then you'll have the mid-majors, you know. It doesn't bring them into power five. Not, you know, you, you, people think, well, I'm going to UCF or I'm going to Houston. Yeah, it was a big decision. No, it wasn't. It was, you know, there are no, you know, big big time recruits never think, you know, never have Houston or, you know, or UCF or Cincinnati on their final three. It's always either SEC, Big Ten, or ACC, or even Pac-12 at that point. Here's an interesting topic and a question. It may not has nothing to do with it. it may, they still may wait till 2025, so to speak. Uh, any chance that we can get the Big 12 to expand sooner and OU Texas leave sooner out? Well, like we talked about uh, a few weeks ago, we had the um, – talked about the money, you know, $80 million each. You know, or it could be a rich oil baron in Texas. Okay, here's the money that we're bailing. Or, you know, the Big 12 dissolves and then regroups. You know, what I'm thinking seeing as this, here's what I, here's what I think might happen. The Big 12 dissolves, then add, then rebrands themselves as, you know, the, let's say the Central American Conference. And then extend these four teams in, into the into their mix. Technically, they dissolve, so Texas can still get out before 2025. Yeah. Uh, their best, I think their best chance was to maintain, or like for their power status, uh, was to merge. Uh, maybe they still dissolve and maybe they still do that. I guess I just, I feel like they're just clutching right now. They're just kind of grasping for straws. I, I, I just still, this just doesn't scream long-term to me. I mean, even if we're breaking into new TV markets as a conference, there's just so much they're losing from Oklahoma and Texas. And, and regardless of how great Iowa State's been, because they have been great. I just, it's just, they turned it on like the last couple of years. And as they've just had outside of those last couple of years, I mean, it's just been Oklahoma and Texas for so long. Oklahoma uh, hasn't been Texas for quite some time. But I mean, at a certain it's point, true, I think I think you're just I think they're just grasping for straws at this point. And I don't know what it's going to look like, but I just feel like this is like a stopgap, and I just don't see a a solution outside of dissolving like Dave's saying and just rebranding themselves and merging. They need to merge with the American is what they need to do. Maybe they don't and maybe they die, 
And, you know, because that could be Bob Bowlesby. I mean, that's just being like, hey, I made the move too late. I'm trying to save face. And then just falls on the face instead. And they end up merging anyways. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a you know that's a good that's a good topic. You look at Bob Bowles, but he really hasn't done much in the Big Twelve, in my opinion. Uh, I think he had a lot of opportunities. I know way back when the expansion started, when Nebraska and all them left, when Louisville was mentioned down the road. How much that is true, I don't know if they would have still bulged uh, from the. I mean, imagine imagine Oklahoma playing some of those UCF teams mm-hmm. if they would have just got off their rear end and expanded it when they were supposed to. Yep. You know, and I mean, I'm not saying that saves the Big 12 now. I know you and Texas don't leave to the SEC because I, I don't think that saves it. But imagine some of those games. I mean, I don't know. But he didn't do it, though. Well, that's so. a good point. I mean, we obviously don't know. And I don't know if it would have saved, like you said, I don't know if it would have saved the Big 12 or not. Probably not. I mean, you know, the SEC obviously is the moneymaker, the, the best conference in football, as much as we hate to, you know, say that. Admitted. But. Exactly. Yeah. Nonetheless, I mean, it might have kept it a little bit longer. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously that's proof of the pudding. We don't know. Central Florida. Can you imagine that Central Florida team? What was that? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, the team that beat uh that yeah in the Sugar Bowl, right? Beat Auburn, I think, or in the Fiesta Bowl or something like that. I can't remember. Sugar Bowl. That seventeen team with OU and uh, Central Florida could have been a doozy. Yeah, that would have been a fun one. I mean, some of those Houston teams were good, too. Remember Tom Herman before he went to Texas? Yep. So. Yep. Now Derek King is at Miami, and they're getting ready to play Alabama on a season opener. That's going to be an interesting matchup. You got, yeah, and you got Tulsa losing to UC Davis. So that's was, great. Did anybody, did anybody watch that? I watched it on the uh... <laughs> – well, I have Hulu, so Hulu, you got ESPN Plus and all this, so I just kind of flipping channels, and I watched UC Davis. Now, how disappointing for, though, for Tulsa. I mean... It's gross. But I didn't... Well, first of all, I didn't know Dan Hawkins was the head coach at UC Davis. Not that that was interesting. I don't yeah. know if you, how much of the games you, uh, of, of the broadcast, of any, if you watched it, or even all the listeners out there. Uh, the, <laughs> the commentators in itself... Acted like Tulsa was like this mother load ship that uh, they upset it because it's like, oh, you see, Davis just up. I mean, the, the way they broke it down, like, we are talking Tulsa here, we're not talking Texas or Oklahoma, we're talking Tulsa. No disrespect to Tulsa, but uh, it you know, it's a disappointing loss to him, nonetheless, especially. Um, I mean, it's an FCS school, but yeah, it is what it is. Speaking of the Big 12, we'll talk Kansas real quick. I know um, I was on the Interceptor Lunch podcast previewing Big 12 on, I think, Monday. We had some comments go through. I was kind of talking to someone yesterday on it. Kansas. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, and I'm kind of scrolling through real briefly. Did you know when they play tonight, South Dakota, Kansas, I think they're about to kick off if they haven't already. Nonetheless, did you guys know that Kansas – is the underdog against South Dakota? <laughs> I mean, how awful do you have to be for Gross. Vegas to put you as the underdog to a team that, <laughs> like, who they play again? South Dakota. South Dakota. It's, I think I, I want to say. Let me pull. We it play, up. Oklahoma played them a couple years ago. Seventy mm-hmm. to something. 
We put yeah, 70 on. Yeah, we first look at Spencer Rattler late in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, our fourth stringers put up 14 or 21 points. <laughs> Kansas is just sad, and you wonder why, like, Oklahoma's leaving. Well, and that, and that brings up the point. And I know some people are upset and pissed off, you know, like, they really don't understand why OU in Texas is leaving. Well, I do. I mean, I I want to play, you know, I'd rather play a – God, I'd rather play a pissy Vanderbilt team than Kansas. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. The latest spread real quick. And I shouldn't – should well, it here? It's under way of what it is. They're playing tonight. Yeah, so South Dakota ending the game is a five point. Depends on who you go with. Is a five point favorite over Kansas. Yeah. Depends on who wild. And I'm sure. Well, yeah. Kansas yeah. Up yeah. They opened at they, they, the game opened yeah. at fifteen point five. <laughs> Jeez. Christmas. Yeah, it's halfway through the first quarter. The game's scoreless, so should be a good one. I mean, there's college football, and then there's Kansas. So. Yeah, you can watch Sam Howell get hey, beat up hey, by Virginia hey, Tech. Hey, hey. Well, and that's man. Go ahead, David. We'll talk that real quick. Yeah, you know, uh, I think that article on Monday about that school in Ohio, Bishop Sycamore. Okay, so does any okay? I completely missed out. So, what in the world is going on with this Bishop Sycamore thing? Okay, I'm gonna tell you as much as I can without taking too much time on this podcast. But <laughs> here's what happened there's a they're online charter school, kind of like Epic, and they feel that athletic teams supposedly, well, they're not registered with the Ohio State Athletic Administration, so they tell ESPN uh, as a contract with third party. Um, organizer that they take games that say like IMG Academy, national ranked schools that um, play other high schools across the nation rather than their own schools because they'll beat up on everybody in the state. That good. Right. So um, they, they play, uh, they, IMG Academy calls them and says, um, we need opponents. ESPN has this company, put out feelers, Bishop Sycamore. Puts out and says, hey, we've got a few Division One prospects. We think we'll be a good matchup. They said, well, hey, we might be competitive. It was 3 to nothing in the first quarter. I think it was like 56 zip was the final score. After the game's over, everybody's piling stats and something's not adding up. So they did some more research. They had the kids, the, the, the kids, and I use that air because they weren't really kids. They were junior college dropouts. That were playing for Bishop Sycamore, like 25 year old men playing against high school kids. I'm not sure what's worse because they got beat 58 to nothing by <laughs> high school kids. Like, I don't know what's worse. Yeah, yeah, and the thing is, though, the head coach, now been fired for obvious reasons, oh, had, yeah, an active, no, no crap. had an active arrest warrant during that kickoff. For what? I have no idea. I have no idea. All they said was that there was an active arrest warrant out for him. And they've been looking for him, and he pops up on national TV, so then they didn't have trouble tracking him down. It's one of the greatest (laughs) stories I've ever read. Like, the fact that you duped ESPN, 
like you should have seen the list that they gave them for like their athletes. Like I think they had the quarterback had an active offer. He did. He had an active offer for Nevada. So that's it. So and I just it's one of the, it's the greatest dupe in history. Yeah, but Bishop Sycamore could beat Kansas. I could tell you that much. That'd be a good game. <laughs> it's a why, can't the, why can't the Big 12 go after Bishop Sycamore? Yeah, no kidding. Might as well. I mean, well, already... first of all, shout out to Nevada. If you guys are interested in this kid, I would definitely reconsider. Um, I don't know what his stats was, but uh, nonetheless, well, <laughs> Jesus God. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, in other news, no. Uh, who's your yeah, guys? One more, one more thing <laughs> about this thing. So, after the game on ESPN, after this whole debacle, all the opponents that Bishop Sigmund scared to play just canceled their games. Yeah, oh, I, don't, I don't blame them. Yeah, I don't either. I, I don't blame them one bit. So, real quick, uh, previewing, uh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that. Previewing the Big 12, obviously Kansas, South Dakota is kicking off. If you're listening right now, uh, during the live stream, obviously, um, they're kicked off. And, of course, we won't preview it too much because apparently Kansas is favored by uh, or down uh, the underdog by 11. Um, Stanford, Kansas State, uh, real quick, what's your guys' thoughts on this? I think it's a pretty decent, in- interesting game. Stanford, Can- I think it's at neutral side or is it actually in Manhattan? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think it's in. No, it's a, it's in. It's a, it's a, it's a Cowboy Classic ATT State. Oh, cool. Sweet. It's 11 a.m. on FS1, so we got to just keep an eye on that one as we're watching the Sooner game. And uh, opened at three. Kansas Sanford got a three point favorite right now. Yeah, it's interesting how uh, Stanford really kind of not fell off, but I guess, but they kind of have. I mean, I mean, they had Andrew Luck and then what they had CMC, right? Yep. And I mean, even at CMC, they only won like eight or nine games. I I don't know. I think Kansas State goes as far as Skylar Thompson takes them. And I mean, uh, what Kleiman? I mean, he's obviously a really good coach. Mm-hmm. And I just think there's certain ceilings you can hit at Kansas State. Uh, I don't know. Uh, can't really do that Bill Snyder model. I mean, because everyone's doing it. That's not Oklahoma. That's not, you know, getting kids in droves. Everyone's hitting the GC portal. It's not something new. Or, you know, and then with the portal now. I just. I don't know. I mean, I, I think I like Kansas State. I think I, I like. I mean, the points are good. I just don't know anything about Stanford. I mean, I'm yeah, sure they're probably going to be disciplined. I mean, they're well coached. David Shaw's a good coach. So is Kansas State. But they're a West Coast team. I like the location for Kansas State, Big 12 territory. So I mean, I don't know. I think Kansas State probably wins that game. Depends on who's more disciplined. I, I, I'm with JT. I don't know much about Stanford. Um, obviously disciplined. Um, Coach Davis, obviously, he, he's not going to have, <clears throat> you know, allow a sloppy game. I, mean, I guess it's always the first time for everything. 
Yeah, you know, with the fact that Stanford's got to go what halfway through the country practically to get to where they want to play, Kansas State always has that. You know, it seems here lately that Kansas State's always that thorn in someone's side, aka uh, OU. Oklahoma. Um, unfortunately, um, I could see something where Kansas State does another thing to a Stanford. You know, now my my only concern with Kansas State is, and also I don't know much about Stanford this year right now, but Skylar Thompson, one of the best quarterbacks in uh, in the Big Twelve, of course, but is the fact that if Stanford comes out. You know, if they can keep, if they can stay within scoring distance in the first half and go into the locker room and and still be in this game, I might be a little concerned if I'm Kansas State. But I don't know what what Kansas State has back and what Stanford has back. But I'm going to go with uh, Kansas State. Just I think the I think they're a little. I think at least I don't know. Like I said, I don't know much about Stanford. I don't know if the quarterback's coming back or not. But uh, I forgot about I Deuce Vaughn too. too. I think Deuce Vaughn for Kansas State. State. About him. Um, real quick, the game I think is besides Oklahoma, the interesting one. Um, West Virginia, Maryland. We all know Maryland likes to beat Big Twelve teams. Uh, Texas, of course, for example. But any any chance that uh, West Virginia gets put on upset alert here in Maryland? I don't think so. No, uh, I think West Virginia is a little, a little too good for uh, even Maryland. And, of course, yeah, last but not least, before we go OU to- Tulane, I got to throw it in there because, you know, they're the 23rd-ranked team in the country in Texas. You know, they're they're in the 21st-ranked team in the country. Um, they're any, bad. Any, any, <laughs> any, uh, anyone wants to give uh, Texas uh, a win, or should we be a little concerned? Because, <clears throat> you know, they are back. I just don't think we know enough. I really don't. Not, I just don't know enough yet. I know the talent's there. The talent's always been there. Mm-hmm. But Louisiana, I mean, they're highly ranked for a reason. Not like in the, in the top 25. I mean, they've got one of the best head coaches out there. I, I just think that uh, Texas better be careful because I think I think Louisiana could could beat them easily. Um, of course, wasn't Lafayette the team that beat Iowa State last year? I believe so. I'm not going to sit there and say that they're going to do the same to Texas, but um, but Billy Napier is a great coach. Yes, he was he courted is. by a lot of teams. Yeah, I I I don't know much about either end. Or I'm a little surprised that one kid from Texas didn't get the starting job. Um, I don't know yeah. much about either end. Or but uh, it'd be hilarious to see Texas lose just because, uh, of course, you know they're being the SEC. So. I'm just gonna go that with that. Yeah. But puts us at least for this, and then we'll all give our upsets this week. But uh Oklahoma Tulane, of course, this game, uh OU favored by 31. It's now on ESPN. I think it's still on ABC, but maybe they moved it now. But uh, nonetheless, Oklahoma Tulane, the game got canceled due to the fact that uh, Hurricane Ida. Of course. I'm just gonna be honest before we preview it and talk more and digest more into it. I don't care if it would have been in New Orleans. I don't see much of an issue for Oklahoma unless they just bottle Please. falls out, injuries happen, or something. I don't know. But yeah. your guys' thoughts on the early thoughts before we digest into this game, uh, Oklahoma two lane. I think Oklahoma walks away with it. It's gonna oh you put up 
40 points by halftime. That's my my go. Yeah, I think uh, you're probably not too far. Uh, I'm going to go like 31, 28. Just like I, I still don't think Tulane scores. I really think this is the best defense Oklahoma's had in uh, 10 plus years. Like, I, I seriously don't think Tulane go crosses a 50 in the first half. And if they do, they're going to be pissed about it. Like, Oklahoma's going to be pissed if they cross 50. And they should be. Like, I just – I think that's a the mentality they should have. And I think that's where they're going. I mean, I don't want to block Perry on Winfrey. But – uh, uh, No. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think any of them want the smoke either. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just the offense. There's a lot of new faces receiver-wise. We'll see how well Spencer's built up, the like, the rapport with the other guys. You know, obviously with Theo going out. You know, we'll, we'll just see how camp's gone for them, like how, how chemistry, you know. Our uh, our offense at times last year would obviously kind of mug up when he, when it shouldn't have. Uh, so I'm just thinking, like, maybe it's 31 nothing. I don't know if we quite get the 40-point threshold just because I'm not saying we're not going to – our skill players are – it's like Ohio State last night, you know. Like, it took them a minute to get out of neutral on offense. And it was raining last night, too. I think it had a, it had something to do with it. Like, Stroud was trying to get settled in. And uh, I think – I'm not that I don't think they we still rip their head off because I think that's how it goes. But I do think it might be a little sluggish in the first half and then they tune it up and take it off in the second. But I'm actually looking forward to when – Offensive-wise, of course, Spencer Rattler, of course, you wouldn't want to look forward towards him. But right, I'm actually right. really looking towards Eric Gray and, of course, Kennedy Brooks. You know, we lost quite a bit of depth on the re- on the uh, running back core. Uh, I can't think of the kid's name. The Bradford? Yes, that was messed up. I like to. I really would like to know. And, you know I, and I do believe Lincoln Riley when he said that we honestly had no idea. We wasn't expecting this. Um, of course, he just up and left. Grabbed his bags and I, I don't know. Did he go back to LSU or we don't know for sure? I don't think it's been formally announced, but I think it's implied. So, and then of course, uh, Marcus Major, uh, due to academics, he's out. I don't know if it's for how long, but do we see the meteorologist major in there or is that him? Uh, I know it's a meteorologist it. major, but I don't I know his. I think it's Hudson. I don't know if it's Hudson or no. I think it's Hudson. I think it's Jordan Hudson. But I think we see Hall before we see Hudson. Yeah. Jeremiah oh, Hall and Kennedy Brooks or uh, or Kennedy Brooks and Jeremiah Hall are one two on the depth chart. Do we think we'll see Eric Gray in there? More than yeah, likely. Yeah, but I think I think they'll be pitch count. Yeah. Have about people late in the game with uh, Caleb Williams running the second or third string. <clears throat> Just to give some, they're not going to throw him out there in the first game of the season and let him understand, you know, how game flow works and playing in Memorial Stadium don't just throw him out there because, you know, it's it's not smart to do that. Yeah, I think they're going to, I think they're going to give us a sneak preview on how he's going to use Relique Brown because I think they're going to, he's going to use Eric Gray in the passing game. I really think that's where he's going to shine. And I also think that's going to allow him to not maybe be at risk to be hurt. Maybe it won't run Eric in between the tackles as much. Uh, I think he's way more explosive in the passing game. If you watch him at Tennessee, he was really good in the passing game. Uh, and I think that's what they're going to do with the Relique Brown uh, when he comes next year. But uh, I, I, I think I think you're right, though. I think it'll be Brooks, Hall, Tote, and the Rock. I think Gray will get touches 
but he's also going to be more of the receiving game because I really think Riley's got to be careful on how he manages uh, the running back, with, obviously with the depth thing. He's just got to be careful. So, Yeah, I'm just touch back on the um, Ohio State-Minnesota game last night. Did you see that guy, uh, I think that was like follow, follow Lee or something like that, the offensive lineman from Minnesota? See how big he was? Yeah, he's massive. Mm-hmm. Those so guys like are all corn-fed. Those guys are all yeah. corn-fed monsters. That like, Ibrahim he's, guy. he's one of the biggest offensive linemen I've seen in a long time. I, I feel like, bad for that Ibrahim oh, guy. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for that Ibrahim guy. Like, seriously, like, popping in Achilles like that. Because that guy was running all over Ohio State. I feel bad. I mean, they, they were really putting a number on him. And I think they, if we hadn't lost Ibrahim, I think maybe they would have kept it close. Maybe a little bit longer. <clears throat> but... I I think, uh, yeah, that Ohio State game, I, I was actually into it. And, of course, you know, I'll blame you, Dave, because apparently you told me that uh, you went to bed and Minnesota's winning. So um, you know, if you would have stood up just an extra hour and a half or two, you, you know, Minnesota might have pulled this one off. Yeah, that would have been able to make it to work today. So, <laughs> Right. Now, go, going back to OU Tulane real quick, I don't see much of a – I don't see Tulane being in this thing at all. Besides it being zero zero, um, obviously I think we will see Caleb Williams in there, which I'm actually pretty excited to see. Yeah, he looked great in the spring game. Yes, he I know is. spring game, spring game, but he did. He looked, he looked poised. He looked calm. He didn't look like, you know, anything was really pulling him or anything like that. And he's got some wheels too. He's a fast kid, and. um Obviously, I think the receiving core is going to be perfectly fine. Yeah. So, which leads us to this: what you guys, uh, what you guys' final score predictions? I think OU is fifty-six to twenty-one. I think uh, I think I'm more in the ballpark of like sixty-two to thirteen. See, that's what I was like, looking for. I'm not um, sure they score a touchdown more than one, maybe a touchdown and a couple of field goals. Uh, about where I'm at. I'll go 59 to 10. I just don't see. I just don't see Tulane giving much of a fight, especially against that defense. I think they're gonna have a rough time moving that ball because that defense is really athletic and probably one of the best um, in quite some time, if ever. So. Uh, special athleticism's there. Offensive wise, I think Spencer Rattler's fine. You know, the offensive lines, I think the only biggest key is because it's somewhat freshly made, new, but mm-hmm. no, I think oh, you take care of business, and I think they can't of course go to Western well, not go to Western Carolina, but host Western Carolina next week. And well, I'm just gonna be honest with you, that's uh the W. That's yeah, that's not even gonna be they're not going to be challenged for, for until they go on the road to Manhattan. That's one hell of a first road game. It is going to be one yep. hell of a first road game. Well, technically, the first road game is their um, the away team, the Red River rivalry this year. Texas is the home team this year. Yeah, so, well, I think, but that's a technicality. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, they're gonna. That's a true road game, though. I mean, it that's a true road you're game. up I mean, there. You know, look what happened last year. You know. 
Right, and they got to be pissed. I hope they go in that game like ready to rip their heads off because they, they need better to. because they they yeah they, they need to. They're ten times better than Kansas State. It just got to. I just we were hell. We were on the way to winning last year. I mean, it was just we were a quarter away. Mm-hmm. And so I can't even explain what happened last year. Like I watched the game and I, I walked I walked away from it like I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. it took me back to 2014 when. And I was with Colorado with my mom, and I turned on the check my phone. And they were up by three touchdowns with like six minutes. Left. And I thought, yeah, it's my W. And then I check it again, and you know, it's oh, you OSU was off the upset. I'm like, well, what happened? I mean, because I was on my way to uh, back in Louisiana. I think it was they they lose to Kansas State first or Iowa State first? I Kansas State was first because I was. Okay, so I was on my way to Louisiana to help out with the hurricane. Or not Alabama, and I uh, checked it. Um, we got there, like you know, uh, fourth quarter, and it was like, okay, I got this one in the bag. I checked it again, and it was close. I'm like, here we go. And how you just feel something like? No, unfortunately, uh, it was Kansas State and then Iowa State. Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> yeah. Can't stand them. Well, we, we haven't beaten Kansas State in uh, three years now because they beat us in 2019. So we've got we've got big chip on our shoulders. Well, the talent gap's just so huge. There's just no reason. No. Well, and you know they're going to raise hell up in Manhattan just due to the fact that uh, now with the of course the announcement of Oklahoma, yeah, going to the oh, SEC, yeah. Yeah. man, these road games are going to be brutal. Yes, they are. Great. Oh, I'm gonna love it. Too bad uh, Manhattan. I'm sure I don't know what they. Any, <laughs> of course, Kansas. <clears throat> speaking of Kansas State, and I know we probably mentioned it before. Any chance? Forget the Big Twelve expansion. Down the road, any chance of them going anywhere besides the merge or potential whatever may happen with the Big Twelve, or are they just kind of stuck where they're at. I just think they're kind of stuck. Mm-hmm. I really do. I I don't know. I think that who's the race the first sixteen teams? I don't know. You know, I are like not the first, but the second because the SEC. But I don't really know. I, I don't really know where anyone goes. I just the Pac-12 doesn't want to expand, and so I just what is everyone going to do? Just sit on their hands and watch three SEC teams make them? That's that's what's going to happen. They're going to sit on their hands and cry, and then oh, it's going to be Oklahoma. Alabama and a third SEC team, and then a, and then Clemson or Notre Dame or or somebody, and they're gonna be like, wow, 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 the SEC's in it, and they're like, well, if you would expanded, yep, you'd have more teams. But it's just, I think they're gonna, I think they're putting themselves in the situation where it's gonna be as what it is. Well, I, I think I think what's I think what's setting up, assuming that this takes place in the Big Twelve like they are saying that it is, I think it's gonna tape uh build up to where I think they're gonna take care of business. And I think the AAC and JT, I believe that you're the one that said that I think I think they are gonna merge. Um I just taking the AAC's what top two probably teams in the conference or three, I guess, because Houston Yeah, they're taking them um, all. Yeah. And so, why not just merge? For, I mean, I get Tulsa lost to UC Davis, but my, my God, you got Kansas that's a practically two-touchdown underdog to to South Dakota. 
Right. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, their basketball programs are great. Mm-hmm. Houston made the Final Four. So, I mean, just in a, in a other point perspective, like, why not just yeah. merge them? Well, UCF had Taco Fall at 6'7", six, 6'9". Six, they had a nice run. They had a nice run. And, you know, we watched that game a few years ago against Duke, and it was like – you know, they knew that if they could get fall into uh, foul trouble or foul out of the game, that was it. That's exactly what they did. I mean, it was like I was watching a game and he got called for a sixth foul, and, or fifth foul, rather. And, you know, he put his, he had a look on his face like they went to season and he was able to, to uh, cinch it up. But, uh, you know, it's, you know, and, and that's what I want these listeners who may listen to this down the road and, um, further, you know, weeks, years down the road, years, you know, coming down, you know, listen, how was in 2025, want to know what was predicted, you know, years ago when it first came out. It's not just about football. It's about everything in there at, at the school. Every athletic program is going to be, you know, conference realignment. So it's, it's not just all about football. Football is being absolute. But there are some decent uh, programs out there in other sports. Here's an interesting factor for you, Michael. You know, um, OU and OSU have a pretty good wrestling rivalry. The SEC does not do wrestling. Nope. I didn't know that. So what happens to the program when they move to the SEC? Does it go defunct? Or do they become independent? I guess so. It depends on what the Big 12 does. If they actually stick around or not, but sure. if that, I mean, dang, that sucks. Because who I know we have some rinky dink programs that's in that wrestling thing. So, you know, I don't know how that would happen. No, no. Well, I can. Well, I mean, well, said it famously three years ago. He turned around to the Kansas place. He also just stick to basketball. I miss big. I do. He's on my pants. I'm hoping he doesn't has a breakout game. Oh, I think he will. I think he will. No, I, I don't know what would happen because again, see, I don't know what, what that happened with that because will the Big Twelve be so butthurt that OU left that they practically would say you're not coming back to our wrestling conference? I mean, I don't know if that's possible or not, but I have no I idea. idea. Yeah, I don't know, and I guess they could easily go independent, which, I mean, whatever, but, you know, that's a good question. I think that's a lot of people, I think, when I was listening in, when they made that announcement, I guess the biggest thing was, was there a wrestling thing? What's going to happen to it? Because, you know, all I know is this. <clears throat> if you're listening out there, of course, we'll talk more way down the road when when it does take place, whether it is next year I, or 23. Something just popped into my head. You know what the uh, name, image, and likeness you know, maybe the SEC could start by doing semi wrestling. They're getting to the point. I think they can be their own league. Yeah, you know, half WWE, half amateur wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know one thing, though. The baseball team really got to get going for OU. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. We're going to get smoked in the SEC. But, I mean... I get it. It's a few years down the road, but still, or maybe potentially. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, you mentioned Mike about who uh, other games to watch this weekend. I'm I'm, I'm looking at that uh, LSU UCLA matchup. Or you is it UCLA? Mm-hmm. At the Rose Bowl. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a good matchup. I mean, you talk about Death Valley and how hard it is to play there. And at Baton Rouge. And then you go to the Rose Bowl and it's story program. And then, you know, California's, you know, they're going to still allow full capacity, you know, vaccines and all that good stuff. But um, it's going to, you know, last year they didn't have any fans. And this year they're going to have almost a full house. So it's going to well, be interesting. That, I'm glad you brought that up because. I was about to say, is UCLA going to, you know, have fans this week? Because my God, there's like hardly anybody at uh, the game last week against what Hawaii. Yeah, that was. They just don't. I don't know. They just don't care about football. But down, um, like on the West Coast anymore. I don't know what it is, but like I think it's probably with the Rams. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the Chargers. Not saying that like, that's the end all be all, but I mean, what would like look at what Pete Carroll did in whenever SC was good. Like he was, in the, he was. His face was in the media. His face was everywhere in L.A. Like you have to put yourself out there in L.A. And if you do that, you can, you know, I think people will appreciate that out there on the West Coast. Like they want you to represent them out there. And I just don't feel like, you know, Chip Kelly's not that kind of guy that's going out there and putting his face in the media, trying to get Snoop Dogg out to practice, or especially with NIL. Like I think you can really mix it up now. I don't think it's really one of those things where. You know, it's really a big deal. Like, just go get yourself out there. Go, go put USC out there. Go get a young guy. You know, I know. Uh, what is it, Helton? You go get a guy like uh, what is the OC out there? He's the he was uh, quarterback at Texas Tech. I can't remember what the OC's name uh, at USC. Oh, Graham, is. Harrell? Graham Harrell. Yeah, put that guy in charge and put a young guy like that in charge and put him out there and just I don't know. You know, like a Cliff Kingsbury. The dude, and he's not a great coach. I really don't think he's a great coach. I still don't. I don't know how I got in the Cardinals job, but but he's still remarkable. But like you put you put yourself out there. I just don't think that they're. I think they're going out the wrong way, and I think everybody's leaving California in droves. They're going to go play. They, they, they're going to go play at Oklahoma. Mountain they Oklahoma. are. I was about to mention JT. Um, if you look at the active rosters for UC, USC, UCLA, um, Cal. Um, what, what what's the was there there's a big school in uh, San Fran in the Bay Area? I can't remember who they are. Stanford is out there. If you look yeah. at all those schools, most of their players are from out of state. Like the high school yeah. kids, the five star athletes in California, as soon as they get offered from out of state, boom, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. So I mean that's a, that's that's a that should be a red flag is the way I mean, you know, I'm not going to mention politics on the show. We don't talk it on this show, but it, it, it raises about talk about the way California is being run. If you know, if you're these fantastic athletes, you know, you look at, you know, you walk through the hall, the uh, walkway tunnels of the Rose Bowl. You've got UCLA on one side, their accomplishments. You got USC's on the other side. None of them are recent right. because all these athletes that can take USC take. Uh, USCLA, Stanford, and all these other teams to the prominent, you know, college football playoff, and they're bailing. They're they're hot footing out of there as soon as the as soon as the uh, as soon as they get their diplomas, they're out. Well, I, I think that should answer something. I think the I think that um, the commodity is not – I think the brand's not out there anymore. The USC's and the UCLA's and like it's, it used to be when it was, you know, Matt Liner, yeah, Andrew that, Bush, yeah, Lyndon yeah. White. You know, it, it's like that, uh, 
It's like that yeah, pristine yeah, classic, classic car you see sitting in a sitting on a lot and no one wants to buy it and it just loses its luster. You know, the weather, the elements get to it and then the guy's like, well, it's not going to sell some wine, polish it and it just gets patina and, you know, rust on it and then it's just like, you know, it becomes an eyesore at some point. I got a question for you both here right quick. I'm going to go with Michael Santa first and JT. So, this is a hypothetical matchup I saw on Twitter a while back. 2000 uh, OU team with uh, Josh Heupel, uh, Roy Williams, Bob Stoops, second year of the year, they beat Florida State in the Orange Bowl versus 2005 Texas and Who wins? I like the OU's team because really you just had a bunch of players that played. Texas, you look at it and you have players that were talented. I mean, Vince Young, which I knew he wasn't. Wouldn't do well in the NFL, but I was okay. So, from a fan standpoint, OU, I don't know. Does Texas win that thing, though? As much as I hate saying that, I mean, that you saw what they did to the USC, USC, that that uh, yeah, Matt Line and Reggie Bush. But that defense with Torrance Marshall and Rocky Kalmus and and um, Roy Williams, they man, they were good though. Yeah. I mean, they took yeah, Chris yeah. Winkie yeah. and the Florida State offense and shut them out. I mean, they're the only place they scored was on a special teams game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they pitched a shutout in that game. I, I I go OU just because of the fact that they just had a bunch of players that played and that played well under Stoops. I mean, that was the mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But man, that's a tough one. Man, I would uh so it's Heipel's team versus the Texas team. Is mm-hmm. that what the question is? Yeah. yeah. Uh Vince Young to be specific. Vince Young, yeah. I, I wanna I say, say I I really wanna say like um Man, it's hard. I just it, they played two different styles of ball though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Think about how offenses have been revolutionary. Like, like Winky in that Florida State offense was like setting the wall on fire in '99, and this offense was setting the wall on fire in '05. So, yes, I think Oklahoma defense would keep it interesting, but I've been, but Texas defense was no slouch that year. No, they were good, and I mean Florida State wasn't either. And took for granted, I mean Oklahoma won, scoring one touchdown. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's all we had to score. So I'd be, be a lot lower scoring than that USC game was. I just it, you got Vince Young and you got Josh Heifel. I don't know. I mean Vince Young can make plays with his feet. I want to say like OU, but I think just realistically, I think Texas wins. But, re- but my fan wants to say OU, but yeah, I thought I was too. And when I started looking at that, you know, Chris Winkie was a pocket pass. Right. And that was all about all the dual threat quarterback. So they right. run and pass. Right. So I think, you know, Texas wins, you know, probably a repeat of that Rose Bowl game, you know, which is a shootout. Right. You know, you just, I mean, Texas just pulls it out in the end because they got Vince Young. And, you know, Josh Hopper wasn't a dual threat quarterback. He was a pocket passer. Right. And that defense, and, and as much as, you know, Rocky Calmus, Roy Williams, and uh, I think uh, uh, Teddy Lehman was out there too. He's the, Analyst for the radio network now. 
Um, right. Those guys, guys they're going to get gassed by Vince Young. I think it's, I mean, you look what happened with the Army game a few years ago. It was just methodical. Gas them out and then just five, four or five yards at a time, six yards, and just wear out the defense. And then once the defense gassed, just do your magic. So I say with Vince Young would win as much as not I would say. I love to say OU, but realistically, Texas will probably win that match. Speaking of matchups, and here's one um, Georgia Clemson. Of course, Georgia, really, since Kirby Smart took over as head coach, has now been at least almost consistent on the doorstep of the national championship. Any chance, and I know a lot of people are riding high on Georgia this year. <clears throat> of course, Alabama, they, they don't always you know, rebuild, they just reload. And Bryce Young being the quarterback this year, leading the way, of course, Alabama's. Some people have that upset alert against Miami. I don't really see it, but we'll see. Um, any chance Georgia could, uh, even though it's a top five matchup, any chance Georgia can uh, get that win against Clemson tomorrow night? I think there's a chance, but we'll have to see it in the first quarter because for the first time, I think it's four years, you're not going to have Trevor Lawrence. He's gone. He's in Jacksonville. You know, about to get his ass kicked by some NFL linebackers because yep. Jacksonville's the line's trash. And like I said in a tweet, uh, last week, I think by week 11, he's going to be on the injury for an ACL because he's not going to be able to run those. Like, look what happened to Joe Burrow last year. And Jacksonville's O-line is worse than Bengals was last year. But that's another topic for another podcast. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I'm gonna look at I'm gonna have to see how DJ Ua Galele, that's how you say it, Ua Galele, uh does in the first quarter. That's gonna set the tone. And if he can, you know, manage the manage his offense, Clemson's defense is pretty good this year. And uh, if he can manage the offense and let the defense do their thing, and he can keep Georgia's defense out there, then like I said, gas It's all Clemson. Well, I know it hurts Georgia. Of course, you know, they're without some of their playmakers. I know their top receiver, um, George Pickens, he's out indefinitely. Um, their best tight end, I think, is questionable. I guess he has some. Eric Gilbert. Something yeah. like that. Um, I just, Eric I just don't know. another one that won't be there. I mean, they got some weapons that's gone. JT Daniels, though, can throw. I like Georgia's defense. But here's – and just like goes back to Mark Rick. And I like Mark Rick that Georgia is when he was head coach there. It's always these big games they had issues with. Uh, but I don't know. This I love Georgia Clemson. Has, I love Clemson's offense. I really I love that kid, that DJ Glaley kid. I'm probably pronounced his name wrong, but that's a hard name. But he's a, I love him. I mean, the guy's got a cannon. He looked great whenever Lawrence was out last year. He did. He looked really good. I mean, he threw for 400 yards in both games. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy, and it was a Notre Dame team that – uh, made the playoff. So, I mean, for whatever that's worth, they were the team that just got exported. You know, the fourth seed is the team that just gets crucified every year. But, yeah, the reason why they were in the playoffs is, oh, you had an extra loss. <laughs> I know, I know. And honestly, I, Oklahoma was pretty hot. I don't think – I don't. I think it would have been a hell of a lot better game. Yep. Uh, but anyways, the, I think Clemson beats Georgia. I really do. I, I don't I, – I like uh, JT Daniels. I just don't think he's that guy. I mean, unless Munkin has made a ton of progress, I just don't know. I mean, we'll see, though. Like, the first quarter, like like Dave said, 
we'll see how that first quarter looks. We'll see how they look and who can adjust better. I think Kirby Smart's like a like a budget Mark Rick. I, I not I, because Mark Rick didn't even get a chance to coach in the playoff era. I don't think so. No. How many times Georgia makes the playoffs when Mark Rick is there? If the playoff system's in place, maybe a one or two times, probably as much as Kirby. So we'll see. I, I like Clemson a lot, though. I really do. Your guys' thoughts on Miami, Alabama? Of course, Miami coming off a year that was eight and three. They played uh, in the ACC championship game against Clemson. Of course, lost to OSU, which whatever in the bowl game. Quarter that's worth not much. But of course, then you have uh, Alabama. They lose Steve Sarkeesian, who's now the head coach at Texas. Of course, then you lose a bunch of talented players that went in the NFL draft: Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, uh, PS2 in Denver, Patrick Sertain the second. Alex Leatherwood, offensive lineman. I mean, the list goes literally on and on and on. Any chance Miami could? I mean, I know the point spread's high. I think it's 20 um, for Alabama. But any chance that we could see maybe an upset? Or is Miami's about to get a rude awakening here? I think it's a game that's even first half, kind of like Ohio State, Minnesota was. Mm -hmm. And I think the talent that Alabama got takes off in the second. I just don't think Miami still got those guys yet to compete with the Clemson's and Alabama's of the world. I mean, Alabama's deep. I mean, they're so. I mean, they're so deep. So I just uh, don't see it. I don't see it. I don't. I don't think it's close. But I think it's close at halftime. It's it's a uh, Bryce Young getting used to it. It's a whole new offense. It's just we'll see, I, and I think Derek King's comfortable, so I think Miami will challenge him. But I just uh, I don't think it's close at the end. Yeah, I think Alabama. You know, as much as they've got, well, I wouldn't say untested quarterback. We all know that Nick Saban works his quarterbacks even when they're not on the field seeing game action. Um, so he's just ready to take it and take them over. They've got negative load of offenses ready to go, and I don't think. Uh, um, Miami's defense is going to be able to keep up with Alabama. Yeah. I I think it's going to be a heck of a game. Um, I just – Alabama's just too deep, way too deep. And the talent, of course, is obviously there. Um, but, boy, what, talk about a way to start off the college football season. You have a top-five matchup in regards to – Clemson, Georgia, you got Alabama that some say could lose. I don't really see it. Um, I, I'm, I'm, hey, it's the best way to start off week one. Let me put it that way. Yeah, this is yeah, a pretty, pretty good week one. You know, everybody knows that week one, you know, you play, you know, cupcake teams, get tune-up games. We've got some pretty decent matchups for week one. Yeah, we've got great matchups. Like, it's a good, solid day where you can just sit at home and watch football all day, and you're not going to have a bad game. Seriously. Like, yeah. And, of course, one that's – if you guys are watching on live stream, um, obviously tune in. If you're going to listen down the road, needless to say, it's going to be a um, pre-recorded at this rate. But um, – North Carolina is down by a touchdown, a minute 13 left. They're on Virginia Tech's 40-yard line. It's second and seven. 
There you go. Another... It is right now 17-10. Okay. You know, a lot of people have North Carolina making the playoff. I think, I mean, obviously it's early in the year, but you cannot have some bad losses here. Even mm-hmm. that that fan yeah. base though is rocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Halfway to the second quarter, and Kansas and North Carolina are still scoreless. Oh, Jesus. There you go, Big Paul. There you go. Maybe that should, you know, hey, uh, you know, maybe that should be a selling point to the Houston, uh, uh, Utah, no, BYU, Cincinnati, and UCF. Hey, you guys want an easy team to play every year to get your kinks out? Here's Kansas. Yeah. Well, you know, you, got, you guys want, a, want an actual game where you can just mess around and still lose or still win, I should say. Yeah, play Kansas every year. A buddy of mine, he's a diehard Kansas fan, and uh, I hate saying this, but if if this game and obviously the podcast will be over by the time that game's over, but if that game takes place and Kansas loses, the Big Twelve really needs seriously needed convince or consider something about Kansas football program or in Kansas in general because didn't they lose to an FCS school either last year or the year prior to? Yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah. Of all things. Um. Let me look it up right quick. Okay, nice. Why are you looking that up? Real quick, uh, Penn State, Wisconsin, of course, another b- huge Big Ten matchup. At the same time that's going on, and Oklahoma Tulane going on. Um, of course, we all know Big Ten, they ground and pound football. Wisconsin's known for their big old boys up on the offensive line, just like uh, Minnesota. I like Wisconsin. I think this team could be a team that could upset or could potentially beat Ohio State down the road. But uh I like I like this matchup as well. Yeah, I don't know. Um, not that I'm a not a big fan of ground and pound football. I just you see Wisconsin and anytime they've really gone up against any yeah. kind of speed or a team like Ohio State where it went because I think it's an interest it's an interesting counterpoint because the Colts beat the Chiefs a couple years ago in pro football. Uh, just running the ball game, like kept Mahomes off the field. I think if Wisconsin can execute those things and keep these explosive offenses off the field, you know, I think I think Wisconsin probably beat Penn State. I don't know much about Penn State. They haven't done much since Saquon was there. Um, <clears throat> I, I don't know much about them, but I know Wisconsin's going to run the ball a ton. And I don't know. I, I like Wisconsin. I think they're tough. I think they're always tough to play. Uh the Big Ten, really, to me, is kind of up in the air outside Ohio State. You kind of have Ohio State, and everyone's like, okay, Ohio State. But, you know, um, it's going to be a good game. I just uh, I don't want to fall asleep. Like, it's hard for me to watch Big Ten football. I'm kind of glad I don't live in Big Ten country because it's some boring football. It's it's boring. And real quick, Virginia Tech has just upset in North Carolina. They intercepted. <laughs> nice. There you go. There you go. Sam Howell, you're a Heisman uh, runner-up. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell. Leave it to Matt yep, Brown. They, lo- they, lo- yeah, they lost last year. Um, to uh, they actually beat Rhode Island in the season opener. Um, mm. No, I think. Wait a minute. Let me look this up. Having some problems here. I want to make sure I got the right season here because it says. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. I think I'm on the wrong season. I'll have to check that. 
don't know. Y'all keep yeah, I want to look this up because this is the one I thought it was. Okay, here we go. Yeah, they lost to uh they they lost their only non conference game uh against uh, Coastal Carolina last year. Because mm-hmm. if you remember the Big Twelve had one non conference game then uh like eight or nine conference games. They play everybody like they normally do. And uh right. they went nine last year. So they didn't even win a game. <laughs> So if they win a game this year, you know, hey, maybe I'll go buy a lottery ticket. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll get married if Kansas wins a football game. I just, man, it just seems like such a long time ago when Kansas beat that, beat Virginia Tech's rear end in the Orange Bowl. Mm-hmm. I just, the Kansas-Missouri top five game, it was just such a, such an odd season. Like it was it was amazing. Like watching Kansas come in and just I, I they were so good. I just uh it's I wish it I wish they had kept that trajectory. I think college football would have been better with it. I just uh you know, I think what they fired uh Mangino and that was it. Essentially, and after Mangino, they were just scrambling. Like, I'd... yeah, they got less miles because hey, here's this coach available, and there's a reason he was available. And it, once it came to light, they had to kick him out the door. Yeah, so yeah that was the uh... mess. Kansas yeah. is absolute mess. And uh, final stats for uh, Sam Howell: uh, he only threw one touchdown, 208 yards, and three interceptions. Ooh. It's brutal. Coach Fuente's defense got him on that one. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, uh, upset alert uh, talk. Who do you guys, in your own opinion, real quick, scrolling through um, tomorrow, any teams that you think might be on upset alert or are we pretty solid on, uh, on uh, what we got right now? I think you might go uh, – I just – it depends on how the second half goes. I really, really faithful that Alabama pulls away. Mm-hmm. But Derek King's no slouch, and if he makes some plays, he could make that game interesting. I don't know if I'm going to put Alabama on an upset watch yet, but um, yeah, that's probably the game if there was an upset to be had somewhere that they've got the most experienced quarterback uh, of any team that's kind of like an underdog like that. But outside of that, I don't, I don't really see any. One one that's popping up to me is uh, Fresno State and Oregon. Mm. I think Fresno State could could pull off enough. They play hard enough and get a few a uh, few things that are rolling their way. Right. I'm scrolling through. I mean, I'm not. There's not huge huge matchups besides the outside of your Alabama Miami. I kind of want to put Alabama there, but I don't. I'm just. I don't know. But the one that's kind of catching my eye. And I'm just going to go out on the limb as my bold upset. Florida State over Notre Dame. Mm. Of course, Bobby Bowden, I guess they're paying, you know, he, of course, yeah. passed away a few weeks ago. Yeah, back. they're going to they're gonna play for Bobby, and they're going to probably want to play a little more intensely in honor of his, honor of his uh, legacy. So that's a, I hate for them not to. Yeah. Lose by 70. 
But uh, nonetheless, and you guys, see my tweet I sent you, Michael. His phone's been slow. Let me see. I'm not gonna pronounce his name. Sounds like a goofy dance you do after one too many pina coladas. <laughs> hey, do you guys uh, do you guys play fantasy at all? Fantasy football? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I got. I'm in two different leagues this year. Yeah, I've got a. Uh, I've got. Hmm. I've got two as well. I've got a bigger money league, and then uh, I've got one I started. I'm the commissioner for the first time. So that should be fun. That's my work league. No. But uh, I've, but uh, I've I managed been, uh, to get a. I don't uh, like for this year. I drafted wide receiver first and second. I had the tenth pick, so it was kind of hard. But I got uh, Tyreek Hill and uh, Stephon Diggs back to back. So that's a pretty decent stack of wide receivers. Yeah, and then I got Mike Davis. And uh, DeAndre Swift, a um, couple guys. It's it's a, it was weird this year. I don't usually draft that low, but mm-hmm. I'm sure you I'm sure you guys are ready for the season to start. Yeah, I'm good. I, I've been a um, a league I've been in for about ten years now, nice. and uh, we use uh, individual defensive players instead of team defense, so it makes it a little bit more challenging. Um, nice. But I've got. Uh, I've got uh, Tony Pollard um, as my as my third running back. I've got Austin Eckler from the Chargers, and I mentioned Baker at the beginning of this podcast. And then, uh, um, I've got Patrick Sertan as one of my defensive players. I couldn't pass him up. Ooh, CD's uh, CD's best friend from the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. And then my family league, they're drafting on Sunday. I think Sunday I'm going to have to look. They, they, we moved a date. Um, I'll have to look and see here. I don't do it. No, no, wrong button, wrong button. No, no, no. Exit there, exit there. Uh, yeah, we draft uh, Sunday, tomorrow, Sunday night at 6 o'clock. And I finished in last place last year, and I've got a trophy to prove it. Uh, they call it the Horses Ass Award. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's sitting on top of my, uh, my my living room mantle, proudly displayed. And I'm telling my cousin, who's the commissioner, I said, you're not going to defend my title this year. Yeah, I won, uh, I won second place last year in my big league. And I don't, I've only been playing. This is my third year in fantasy at all. So. Yeah, my, my, uh, my friend Rod... Uh, one who uh, got me in my other league with the individual defensive players. Uh, he won the title on sack correction in the championship oh, game. It's awful. Oh yeah, because it was like it was like percentage points, and then the uh, then he gets a message because he's like he lost like point two five or something like that, and then all of a sudden the stat he gets a message of stat correction and was applied to this player. I didn't know who it was, and next thing you know he wins by half a point. So it was like holy cow. He felt bad for the guy he beat. He's like, it shouldn't come down to stat correction, but that's the right. way fantasy works. I don't know what the stat was, what got corrected, but uh, it was just crazy. Yeah, I got. Um, I didn't do so well last year, but or wasn't so bad. It was tough, but you know, this year I got. Uh, uh, let's see, where am I at here? There I am. Real quick. 
Josh Allen, my quarterback, uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, Minnesota, Javante Williams and Denver, my receivers, Mark Andrews, Cortland Sutton, C.D. Lamb, Noah Faint as tight end, and then uh, my backup is uh, Baker to Josh. And then my final pick of the draft was Trey Sermon because I was like, hey, why not? Yeah, I got Trey on my bench as well. Why not? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got Jameis Winston, uh, David Montgomery, Mike Davis, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, uh, T.J. Hawkinson, and then Robbie Anderson as a flex, and then Swift, Sermon, uh, Curtis Samuel, and Debo Samuel on my bench. So it's not a bad team. I can trade. I can trade uh, maybe Diggs for like a big running back if I need to, but we'll see. No, I'm ready for it. We got a lot of football. Of course, Labor Day weekend coming up. I have to work Saturday, but hopefully Sunday, Monday, uh, I'll get my days off. <clears throat> but nonetheless, uh, it's going to be a good one. Right. Going to be a good one. Real quick, let's see if Kansas has done anything. Paul, but no. Oh, still scores at halftime. Yep, still scoreless three minutes left in the second quarter. <laughs> wow. Real quick before we uh, end the show, oh, you Nebraska, I know we're still two weeks away, but should, uh, any thoughts on uh, that this could be a uh, easy win for OU or still kind of – should we kind of be a little concerned after the, the little uh, debacle last week versus Illinois? Oh, there's no well, there's I don't. No yeah. Yeah, I don't see any concern. I know he's going to walk away with it, but they're going to play because Nebraska's still, you know, a halfway decent team. So if OU lets their guard down, Nebraska could pull something off. So I think they've got to keep on their toes the whole game. I just think, uh, I don't know. I, I They were struggling blocking – um, Illinois, and they've got Nick Benito going to bear down on them for and all that. I mean, I just Adrian Martinez can't set his feet and throw the ball. Like I've never seen a guy that had a ton of potential as a freshman, and the guy's gotten worse every year. He's not progressed at all. I just I, he's going to get chased all game. I just don't see Nebraska's offense allowing them. Like Oklahoma can step on their own toes, and I think they still win thirty-five-seven. Like even making a bunch of mistakes. Because I just don't think Nebraska can make enough plays offensively. Like Adrian Martinez can't. Like the dude had wide open receivers running open against Illinois, and he couldn't hit him. Like that, Nebraska could won could win that game. I mean, you saw it, but they just couldn't do it. Like they're just not well coached. And I just Oklahoma's not going to get bored against Nebraska. I really don't. And that's the one. That I think that's the biggest thing about Oklahoma is I think they get bored. I think they get bored, and I think they just feel like they're going to walk in and win. And I just think. You know, Kansas State gets – I mean, that's that kind of thing, like trying to get up and play these games that aren't Texas. That's not Iowa State in the top five. Uh, you know, Oklahoma State, it's uh, Baylor in the top ten, you know. I mean, hell, we got our – we were getting our butts beat that year. We came back, you know. We got lucky and came back. And uh, I don't know. I just think – I just don't think that's going to happen against Nebraska. I think a conference opponent, yeah, definitely, just because that's our MO. I hope it's not, but it is our MO. But I don't think it's going to happen against Nebraska. There's just too much hype around the game. There's a lot of hype around it, even though it's pretty much a it's going to be a snoozer. 
Mm-hmm. But there's still a lot, a lot of hype around it. So. I know one thing. <clears throat> if it's the way Nebraska played last week against Illinois, I think, like you said, it's going to be an easy – should be an easy win. I mean, Adrian, there's the – Offense was flat. There's a lot of potential on both sides of the ball that Nebraska had. I just thought that overall they just – I don't know if, if it's the system that Scott Frost is trying to implement and it's not fitting the right kids. I don't know, but Adrian Martinez just looked horrible last week. He just looked horrible. And that running game was non-existent for Nebraska. Um, but you got to give it to Illinois. I mean, that program's starting to get back on the rise again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, – I don't know what happened to Scott Frost. He did have a great run there at UCS. I just don't know what to make of him as a head coach. I just – I think he's a great OC, mm-hmm. and I think he did a lot. I mean, well, he was at Oregon OC, right? I mean, with uh, when uh, Chip, Kelly. Chip Kelly was in um, Oregon. He had a great run, and he did some great things on offense. I think the guy in the right opportunity, I think he could go back and be a good OC for somebody. I really do. I think he could go back and figure some things out, kind of like do the Nick Saban coaching clinic, you know, go to Alabama and try to figure out what he's doing wrong as a head coach. Worked for Sark. So, I mean, I guarantee you one thing. I don't know what Bryce Young's going to look like, but Bryce Young and Scott Frost's offense, that'd be fun to watch. And I think I would watch Alabama more. I, You know, Sarkeesian just kind of did a hybrid of what Lincoln does. Puts his fastest players out in space. That's all he did. He put Devontae Smith out in space all year last year, and you're not going to tackle him. And then what, uh, Najee Harris, right? Najee Harris is a freak. He's like Derrick Henry. Like, a dude would just – he would run a 4-4 and run you over at the same time. Like, he's just – he's a freak. And, uh, yeah, I just I, – I don't know what's wrong with Scott Frost, but I think he'll figure it out. I think he's a smart guy. I think, I think uh, the best thing that could happen in that Nebraska game is for Adrian Martinez to get hit really hard by Nick Benito and they go into the quarterback, and all of a sudden, Nebraska starts lighting the world on fire. Because that's what happened with Iowa State. That's what happened. I mean, well, yeah, Iowa State's the big one I can think of when Baker was here. Because that one dude, Zeb Noland or whatever, came in the game. He wasn't – he didn't – like, we didn't know who was going to play. And that guy played, and all of a sudden, he lit the world on fire and beat us. But I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know what the answer is in Nebraska. I really don't think Nebraska's ever going to be anything again. No. I really don't. I, I think they got buried. I think they've – Going to the Big Ten was such a huge mistake. I think they lost Texas, and that's that. No, I think back 10 years ago, I think everybody left because of Texas, and they just wanted to get out, and I think they realized that uh, – well, honestly, you know, I think A&M had a little better success since that 10-year tenure Missouri, and Colorado hasn't been too bad. I think of the four teams that's left, I would say Nebraska's the worst of the four that had, has had any success, if any. Since they left the Big 12. Right. But, um, no, I'm looking, I'm definitely looking forward towards Nebraska. I don't think it's going to be much of a game, um, regardless of what happens, um, from here till now. But, um, guess we'll see. I mean, we're still two weeks out. Anything could happen. But nonetheless, I'm just glad college football is back, baby. Is back and uh, up and running again. Me too. It's been too long. Seeing those crowds, way too it's long. uh, it's amazing. Like 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 watching the Minnesota game last night. Just watching the environment it was just like man, it was, 
it was special. Like it was special. Like it makes you really appreciate what, like the game we love like this. And it's just, it just makes you really appreciate everything about it. So. Did you see that crowd broke uh, by chance in uh, Virginia Tech? Oh, yeah. Oh, Electric. God. The same how couldn't even deal with it, clearly. <laughs> Dude was thrown to the wrong team the whole game. <laughs> Seriously, the guy couldn't hit water if it fell out of a boat. <laughs> He's supposed to be the Heisman runner-up. <laughs> Hey, some people have this team in the final four of the playoffs too. I mean, it's still early. They can still yeah. they can still get there, but that's a bad way to start the season though if you want to try to get there. Yeah, it's an awful way. But uh 